from South Florida. The Brian Mudd Show starts right now. News Radio 610 WIOD. The parent company of Frontier says it's buying Spirit in a cash and stock deal worth $2.9 billion. They say it'll give bargain hunting travelers more destinations to choose from. Anti-monopoly regulators in the Biden administration may disagree. It'll have to get past them before the deal is allowed to go through. I I doubt they're going to disagree. But anyway, the the implications are are going to be many right here in South Florida. There are a couple reasons this could be impactful. The, The first is... Well, you got the corporate headquarters right here in Miramar. So, you know, Spirit is locally based. Of course, they hub out of Fort Lauderdale, Hollywood International. And the CEO, when kind of communicating what the lay of the land would be for existing Spirit employees, especially those that are part of the corporate headquarters here, made it sound like there's going to be more opportunity, not less. Of course, since Spirit is being acquired, well, Denver-based Frontier might have different ideas, so we'll... Take a look at that. Joining us to talk about this guy who knows a thing or two from GDP Advisors, author of The Cure, Seth Denson. You may also follow him at Seth Denson. How you doing, Seth? Brian, I'm good, buddy. How are you? Yeah, likewise. So tell us a little bit about what you make of of this merger of low-cost airlines. Yeah, you know, actually, I, I think from a business perspective, if I were advising the companies, I'd say this is a pretty good good decision for both of them. It's going to give both more roots. It's going to help each other st- uh, maintain sustainability on financials. Obviously, the investors like it. Spirit Airlines stock is up 30% in the last five days uh, since this story kind of broke. So uh, and both of them needed help, uh, right? They hadn't recovered from the pandemic, and neither of them, uh, have figured out a way into getting business travelers, and that's the most profitable side of the airline space. So more routes, uh, you know, more leverage, better planes, things like that, I think it could be a good move for both both airlines. I know you don't really have a, a, a way to have direct insight into this, but do you have any any idea what might happen, do you think, that the corporate headquarters here in Miramar is is likely to remain at least somewhat intact? I think it probably would. If you look, I mean, you can look back in the past when you had uh, U.S. Air merge with American Airlines. Um, you know, you've had a lot of mergers, Continental and United, and some of these others, and they've maintained their headquarters um, until a certain period of time. This is one of those interesting though ones. If you look at the overall financial, this isn't where you've got a more dominant airline purchasing another. Frontier just went public actually mid-pandemic because they needed to raise capital. And they had, while they had originally filed for public offering in 2017. So I think at least for the short term, you'll see both airlines continue to operate separate. They'll, uh, they'll, they'll keep both headquarters, but they may pick one or the other. And likely, uh, Florida is going to try to make a push from a tax perspective and others to move it there. But who knows? It may stay in, uh, in Colorado. There have actually been several things along those lines. I mean, I, I, I just watched Citrix Systems, which is based over near Tampa. They recently uh, getting taken out by a private equity firm. Um, I'm, it's, I'm losing it right now, but uh, one of our others last year, late last year, was acquired by an out-of-state company. Seems like a lot of our Florida-based businesses are being scooped up by by uh, companies from other states. Do you think that could uh, be a move to what you're talking about? Maybe these other companies moving into the more tax-friendly Florida, and this being a way to more easily do it. It, it, it certainly uh, is an option for these companies, Brian. We're seeing the same thing. I'm obviously here in Texas. We've got the same thing. Very, very similar uh, economic climates for our two states. 
Um, and certainly companies, private equity specifically backed, large financial institutional backed companies want the low taxes, want the higher quality of living at lower cost. Um, those all bode well. And, and so certainly that may be part of it. But I'll tell you, we're seeing M&A across the country. I, I actually just wrote an article. uh hasn't been out yet, but it will be soon. On this, We're in this era of M&A, and it's, it's caused by a number of things. Obviously, I think interest rates, business valuations, multiples, uh, monetary policy, and, and infl- you know inflation and concern over cap gain tax, all of this is moving into an era we're seeing a significant M&A movement. Uh, so whether that's state-based or not, I don't know that we've gotten data that supports it, but it certainly makes sense for companies to buy uh, companies, for, for private equity companies and others to buy companies in states that are very friendly economic environments and perhaps move their headquarters to those states. The other one I was thinking about over near Tampa, you had Cynix that bought Tech Data, but uh, late last year that was that was the other one. So yeah, we we've seen a number of these very large acquisitions of, of Florida-based companies by some outsiders. All right, Seth. Uh, speaking of mergers, no Florida tie here, other than a lot of Pelotons and a lot of homes, including mine for that matter. We know they have not been uh, enjoying a good ride here for a year. It, it has been absolutely brutal for Peloton. They just went through a restructuring, high-profile 2,800 jobs that are going away, although they kept all their instructors. What do you make of the move, potentially, by some of the big guys buying Peloton? Man, you know, yeah, Peloton can't sell fast enough, brother. I mean, and I know that it's got a loyal following. The problem is there's a lot of competition in that space now. They were at one time the leader, but now there's others that have entered into the space. They need a partnership much like, so I'm a big mirror guy. Uh, I, I, I went to tell the, the Peloton for the mirror. Mirror, when it merged in a $500 million deal, I say merged, were acquired by Lululemon. It gave them a new boost of energy and a new market to go after. Peloton needs that too. Peloton has, has struggled with supply chain issues. They've struggled with PR issues. Obviously, their treadmill uh, and the, the the child that died from that, and then you've got you know Mr. Big on Second City being killed off on their on their bike. I mean, goodness <laughs> gracious, this has been a PR nightmare. Their stock has lost over six hundred percent of its value. It was up six hundred percent. It's lost all of that value um, over the last year and a half. And so, yeah, the, Peloton's got to do something here. And if they could merge with a Nike, I think that would be the best thing because that gives them that market. But at this point. Anybody, yes, anybody they need to have take them over. And real quick, so we got the CPI, we got the inflation rate. But wait, there's more. Not 7.3% anymore. We're up to 7.5%. Where do we go from here? (laughs) Transitory? Uh, (laughs) Right. Right. Maybe, I don't know. Listen, I'm not shocked. I knew it was going to be up. You know, most analysts around 7.2 is what was thought. You know, anything that's in the... In the vicinity of that, I don't get surprised by anymore because we're feeling it. We're feeling it every day. And let's remember, 7.5, that's the average. That doesn't mean most of the stuff we're buying is higher than that, the daily stuff. So, yep. uh, you know, listen, this is going to spur the Fed to absolutely press forward on interest rate hikes. They've got to do it. they got to get it under control. I said that needed to happen a long time ago. It's time to do it. Seth, always a pleasure, sir. Talk to you again soon. Thanks, buddy. Seth Denson, GDP Advisors, the author of The Cure, and you may follow him at Seth Denson.